Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 176 recorded live on Saturday, October 23rd, 2010. And here are your hosts, the man who spent last Saturday, or sorry, last Sunday most likely grading papers, Dave Pillay. Actually both last Saturday and last Sunday. <laughs> and the man who spent last Sunday running to Canada and back, Andy Lowe. Hi. I know I posted it on the last topic, but I just wanted to... Are, are you that proud that you ran to Canada? Well, I just find it funny. It's one of the few international marathons. It's the one time that you can do it and not need a passport. Oh, no, you needed a passport. You needed a passport? Yes. Yeah, if you did not have your passport, you would be directed directly to the Department of Homeland Security people sitting at the table across from <laughs> registration. What, was this just like... They're going to check you right there and make sure that you're not, like, I don't know, trying to blow up the Ambassador Bridge or something? Or they, The guy just came up there and he's like, do you have your passport or what, all your stuff? And I'm like, yes, here it is. And he's like, okay. He just looks at it, looks at my driver's license, and he's like, here's your... Is your... I'm just kind of curious what happens to the people who forget their pass. I mean, the race is, is kind of a closed circuit. You run there, you run back. Yeah. So what's the deal? <laughs> well... Yeah, you are entering another country. Only to turn around and leave. You Well, let's see. Mile two was on the bridge. Well, it was just about on the bridge. Mile – the bridge is about a mile long. Yeah. It's a, the bridge is, is U.S. territory, isn't it? Yes. The entire bridge. It's yes. not until you get to the other side that it's – okay. Well, yeah, technically it's uh, – yeah, because the tunnel is run by the Canadians. So wait, the bridge is ours but the tunnel's theirs? Yeah, I do believe so. Okay. <laughs> It's yeah. Sure, it's, it's all weird, but they uh, they uh, they had the the security guys standing at each border, just watching everybody run by, and they had security people along the race route in Canada to make sure that nobody tried to run off. Which is kind of funny though, because flee the country <laughs> in, in on the U.S. side. Once you got past the border, there was just it. It would be a really easy to. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really easy to cross the border from Canada to the U.S. if you really wanted to. It, but So you're, you're saying that the Mexican immigrants need to just go to Canada first. Yes. And then they can just walk across the border. Well, not walk across. You have to run across, and you have to run across with a bib. But the bibs would be so easy to duplicate. Okay. <laughs> we're we're going to have to change the topic. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why we had a random topic recap, um, because... I uh, was and in the was Detroit half marathon on Sunday, and um, because I had to get there in a day in advance in order to prove that I was who I said I was to the Department of Homeland Security, that I had to be there the day before. There was actually no pickup the day of. Wow. So, which is kind of, so that Saturday we got up, I ran two miles that morning, Came back, we got into the Jeep, we drove over, we helped a friend move for about four hours. We visited Laura, Mm -hmm. gave her a birthday present, and then drove into Detroit, and then we had to get there before 6 o'clock. I got a blister running to there to get there before 6 o'clock so I could get my race packet. No blister during the race, though. I know, I'm a freak of nature. Yeah. And then, so we had to be there on Saturday, and then the race started at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning. Which you had to be there before 6.30 because that's when all the roads to the race basically closed down. And then it was two so hours. This really and, was like a two-day ordeal for a race. Yes. Running 12 miles? 13.1. 13. 
But it's kind of funny though because I finished just after the guy who won the marathon, which was twenty six point two miles. Just after he crossed the line is when I crossed the line. How much earlier did he start? He started probably right at seven o'clock in the morning. I didn't cross the starting line until probably like seven, probably seven fifteen or so. So he did seven twenty. He did the marathon in the same time you did the half marathon. Yes. Holy shit! Yeah, those guys can book it. Yeah. Like the other day, I had to run two miles because it's really weird having to run more miles for training for a five k, which is only three miles. There's mm-hmm. runs that I had to do that are five to seven miles, which seems odd for only having to run three. To be able to run the five or seven, so that you know that you can run the three faster. If you run five to seven at a slower rate, you probably can run the three. You could fast. run the three at a faster rate. Now it's not going to be like if I can run six miles in thirty minutes, then I can run three miles in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, six miles in thirty. That's still that that's probably a, like that marathon pace. Yeah, that would be a really good clip. Because the guy was basically running six minute miles the whole time, which. I, I tried to run a six-minute mile the other day. I could do that in high school for two miles. You could run two miles in 12 minutes? Uh, I think freshman year, because we had to run the two miles. Freshman year, I clocked in at like 12 or 13 minutes. Hmm. Jamie Gallenberti and I were the first two done. Hmm. Yeah, I ran the fastest yesterday, and I ran under 8.30 per mile. But I, I don't think I could, I don't Honestly, right now, I don't think I could run any faster than that. Because that was... Even after two miles, I was ready to just go, oh. Mm-hmm. So that's why there was a random topic recap, because I was a little busy. So my apologies to those who... I was all set to do one. I know. I, just, I feel good, because it's, it's like the first time that Andy has required us to do a random topic recap, instead of like the fifth time I've required it. Yeah. It's usually, I can't do it this week, Andy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was... It was so not going to... It was kind of nice to finally get one of, Dave, we got to do a random topic recap. It was also kind of surprising because the Westin Hotel that we were staying at. Oh, I, it was it the Westin like right in in the middle of the city. No. Oh, okay. That one was booked. All the ones the, the book Cadillac is. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice hotel. I've stayed there before. Um, well, yeah, it was right downtown, and therefore was completely booked. And the marathon rate, if you wanted to get that, would you would have to go from Thursday until Monday. Oh. So I'm like, I, I just want it for one night from Saturday to uh, Sunday. Yeah, for, for let's see, it's October. So yeah, it would be almost a one and a half year honeymoon. Take the weekend in, in Detroit. Thanksgiving. That's why I said almost one and a half year. <laughs> yeah, but it's Detroit. So? What would you do for a Go extra- see a show. Go see the, the orchestra. Well, the orchestra's on strike, so you can't go see the orchestra. Um... <laughs> You guys live in a big city. It's not as big a city, so you have this opportunity anyways. Uh, so I guess, no. Nah. But still, the Westin Book Cadillac is very, very nice hotel. You could have done a culinary tour of Detroit. Yeah, they're... they're we, oh, God. I do have to say, running by some of the places that were cooking food that morning, mm-hmm. just like, oh. Which is why, as soon as I finished the race, I'm like, you know what I could really go for? Big Mac extra value meal, large size. Which you is run that, past top of the line restaurants, and when you're done, you want a Big Mac. Yes. Well, there was the two Coney Islands that were right near the end of the line, so I was really just going for that burger or hot dog and fries. It's kind of funny because there's the two Coney Islands that are next door to each other. Mm-hmm. 
But both of them, they had pe- they were going strong, and you could smell that. And you're just like, oh man. But like, there's uh, one of the Iron Chefs has has a restaurant in Detroit. Okay. You could have gone there. You could have gone to Small Plates. Plenty of really great top restaurants in Detroit. Yes, but after the race, I kind of just wanted to get out of Detroit and get calories because there was. 10,000, well, no, 8,800 some odd people doing the half marathon and another 3,000 to 4,000 doing the full marathon. So we look at 11,000 people yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, plus there was a 5K and there was relays that were running too. So there was about fourteen to 15,000 people in downtown Detroit that day. Yeah, this was a Saturday, right? Sunday. Sunday. So the day before, there were 100,000 people down the road from here. Yeah. That is true, but it. Oh yeah, that was homecoming too. So there was probably a lot of people. But how many people? Well, I was going to say how many people just stay in Ann Arbor after a football game? A lot, a lot, a lot. Well, depends if we win or lose. Because <laughs> if you uh, win, everybody. If wants we to party. win, all the restaurants are booked solid. If we lose, though, if we lose, everyone goes home. Ah. The bars hate it when we lose. Well, Dave, congratulations. Michigan did not lose this week. I know. It's fantastic. <laughs> the bad news is they did, did not play this week. Yeah, I'm starting to think that's the only way they're not going to lose for the rest of the year. Eastern Michigan, I'm not sure. Currently, as we are recording, the game should be finishing up. I'm not sure how they are doing. Let's see if my Google Foo is better than Dave's. Are you checking your phone? Yep. Come on, Yahoo. Because my internet just decided to crap out. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah, Andy's on my internet. <laughs> yes. This is unfair. <laughs> you sabotaged it. <laughs> uh, so, I'll just go connect to the Linksys router that's somewhere in your building that doesn't have any protection because it's Linksys. How do, how do you repair things in Windows 7? I don't know. I don't know either. You I don't right even know. How I, the thing is, it's not the it's not your computer. It's it's my actual router. Oh, which means it's a good thing I, I preloaded all those topics pages. Yeah, I guess you didn't. <laughs> oh, that's all right. The router should be back up any second. Okay. NCAAF, come on, phone. Oh, by the way, I'm sticking with the G2. Yeah, we were wondering about that because the last time we left, Dave's like, I don't know if I'm going to keep it or not. So, are they coming on with the? They're working on it. Yeah. Uh, the, the community is hard at work on that, and so I'm good with that. I will accept that. I have confidence in the community. My no. phone... Oh. 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 <laughs> uh, current score, 21 to 48, Virginia. Well, yeah, because they're playing Virginia. Two and a half minutes left in the quarter. Down Ouch. by 27 points coming back from that. Oh, and Virginia has the ball. Well, of course. Yeah, at least they scored. Hey, Eastern scored 21 points. That's actually not bad for Eastern. No, yeah, our just defense is just I horrible. know how that feels. <laughs> Where is your internet again? I don't know. The router is not broadcasting wireless. <laughs> that may be the most lopsided episode ever. All banter, all the time. Um, I know what some of these links are. I could go from some of these from memory. Like the very cool pancakes. The very cool pancakes? Yes. The dad's best pancakes ever? Yes. 
Is that actually the name of the blog or something like that? No. I don't know what the name of the blog is. It should be in the article somewhere. <laughs> I know. I think I might have closed that one. I'm looking <gasps> for it. Dad makes world's most incredible pancakes. There we go. The name of the blog is Shine. It's shine.yahoo.com. Well, no, that's Holy the- shit. That's yeah, a really the- cool pancake. He he says that the the um squeeze bottles and food coloring is his main tools of the trade. But that's like 3D. Oh, there's a um Ferris wheel in there later. And a merry-go-round. And there's one where she's cooking a marshmallow over a fire, all made out of pancake. That's amazing. So, not a gourmet chef, but man. Yeah. Yeah, that that's really cool. By the way, there's about to be a new wireless, unless you're on the Linksys. No, uh, the Linksys did not connect. All right, there's a wireless called Barnacle. Join that. Barnacle. I love how there's a the Copernicus. The podcast is going to be run off my phone. I love how there is a Copernicus Flibber, Flibberty Gibbet. A Flibberty Gibbet? Is that what it is? Flibberty Gibbet? I think so. I'm trying to, I know where that word is from, and I don't remember. Connecting to Barnacle. He could go all the... It says no clients connected. It's still working. It says I'm connected, but no network access. Well, that's interesting. Why is there no network access? Well, while we're still trying to figure this out, somebody got 500,000 gamer score points. Wow. So, yeah, if each game is 1,000, that's... 500 games. Yeah, five... Arcade games only go up to 250, right? Yeah, and some of these most likely are arcade games, because he probably did what I would do in, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is the game you can play through once and get all 1,000. Um... Kung Fu, Panda Kung Fu was Panda another one. Yeah, so I, Fusion I have, Frenzy games were like that. Some I have of the access, NCAA by football games. Really no, the Fusion Frenzy games, you had to play through a couple times because you had to play through his different characters. Yeah, but it still was nothing compared to things like in Fallout where you have to play... Well, my current Fallout 3 time is at 169 hours, I do believe. That is far too long. That has been, but then again, compare that to your WoW time of like four months. Yeah, my WoW time on my first character—the first time I realized there was a slash played command—I uh, used it and found out I had twenty-nine days logged on. That's that, twenty-nine consecutive days of yeah, playtime over the period of however long. That was before the first expansion, too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, I do miss it from time to time. And seeing the the cinematic opening for uh, Cataclysm, I really want to reactivate just for a little bit, just to kind of walk around and be like, oh my god, this is so different. Well, I actually had a problem with that when um, Burning Crusade came out. Yes. Tarnassus got all changed around. Tarnassus? Or not Tarnassus. that desert area in the lower corner that you had to go through the valley. Silithus. Is that what it is? I think so. Or, uh, there's no, wait, Tenaris. There's Tenaris on the far right. Tenaris was below Thousand Needles. Yeah. Because you went that Thousand Needles to the Shimmering Flats. To Tenaris. And then you went left into that valley. Angoro that had the, Crater. That had the dinosaurs. The Angoro Crater. Yeah, and then you went up the crater the other side, and that got you to the place with all the elementals. And the bugs. Yes. 
I went in there before. Silithus. Yeah, Silithus. I was there before they messed it all around, and I actually had to uninstall my WoW and reinstall it because my map that I because I had found the whole area. Yeah, my map was all out of whack with which what was actually going on there. Huh? Did you report the bug? No. Well, why not? Like I actually report bugs. You terrible, terrible! You were in the beta. <laughs> no, no, I I did the contest to be in the beta. Yes, so you were in the beta. <laughs> I does that mean I actually did anything in the beta? No. You were supposed to be looking for bugs. I burned myself out on WoW playing to try and be in to the beta. To try and get in the beta, and then you found out that only like twenty people did the contest, anyways. <laughs> Well, yeah, everybody who got who basically created a character in the contest got in. So it's just like, oh, great. A lot of time spent for nothing. nothing. Speaking of Blizzard. Yes, BlizzCon is going on right now. Yeah. As I, we speak. I, I tried to open up the, the link. No, that's not going to work. Failure. Yes. Um, supposedly I'm connected to Barnacle, but I don't have any actual internet access. Really? Because I do. Connected through Barnacle. Yeah. Even though it says I don't have internet access, I do. Well, I just tried opening a link. Let's try it again. Anyways, Blizzard banned a bunch of StarCraft II single-player cheaters. Yeah, they, they were using an outside, basically an I, what was it called, like iCheat or Cheat Helper or something like that. Mm. So they were cheating, but they were cheating against the AI. But since you had to connect to Battle.net, no matter what you're doing with StarCraft 2, it was against their EULA, and they got banned for cheating against See, the computer. To me, that's Activision stepping in and not Blizzard, because Blizzard used to put cheat codes in the fucking game. Oh, yeah, those, those are... Nobody's found those yet. I don't think there are any. I think they took them out. But the... I guess trying to use a computer outside computer program to cheat against the computer is now against the well, rules. It is against the terms of service. And they got banned for it. Sucks to be them. 5,000 players banned. <sighs> oh, sad. That does stink. I'm still hung up about these pancakes. I mean, my dad... Made some pretty cool pancakes for me when I was little. But not like this. Oh, oh! I think I'm connected through the Linksys. There's a taco pancake. Yes! <laughs> I No, I saw the, the merry-go-round. The Ferris wheel's the last one. No. Yeah, if I was three, after a while, I'd just be like, you know... That's kind of cool. I want my pancake now. I don't care what you're do- I don't care that you're trying to make an Empire State Building or something. Oh yeah, the website is jimspancakes.com. <laughs> if you actually want to keep up with his current pancakes. I do. I do indeed. Um So the first link which I can actually finally get to, eight things that are still wrong with the internet. Yeah. I'm waiting for the page to load. I can read off the list if you'd like. Okay. Because I've got it open. Yes. Because I pre-opened these. Okay. <laughs> Misleading links in download sites, which I do agree with and hate. Yeah, the ones where it's an ad that looks like it's the actual download here bar, but right. it's not. Because those links, I keep forgetting about them. I don't fall for them. But everyone I'm trying to, you know, you try and help someone over the phone. You're like, go to the site, search for this, download it. 
And they're like, okay, I download it. Install it. Okay, I installed it. Now it's asking me, like, for my credit card. I'm like, wait. Uh... What? No. What page did you go to? Can I also put into that misleading links in Twitter because of all the URL shorteners? No. You cannot. That is such a problem, though, is the URL shorteners, that people can hide things behind another URL. Yep. And then there just... are there are services that will take those and look it up for you and return what the link actually is. Okay. Number two, embedded video problems. Whatever. Well, it it's not standard across the board, especially all the different types of video playing sites. How does this site react to things? How does the other site deal with the video links? Everybody now basically can handle YouTube fine, but if you try to go into like a a Reaver or a Vimo or maybe a game trailer, it may or may not handle the uh, sites correctly. Third-party cookies. People know what you're doing online. Ooh. I love how they're called cookies, though. They seem so harmless. Oh, I'm what? still amused by the computer that's trying to teach itself language and that it categorized cookies for internet cookies under baked goods, which then led it to connect computers, the web, the internet, and all those other words as baked goods as well. Number four, ads that sing and dance. As I stand, this article is next to a Lenovo ad that is doing lots of animations on my computer. Eats up your processor. Eats, yeah. There's times where Firefox will crash because of an ad. I've had it happen a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, it's a Flash ad, and the Flash ad breaks, basically. Although now, Firefox won't crash. It used to, though. Mm-hmm. Or, but, or it just chew up a ton of memory, and my computer would slow down like nobody's business just because of an ad. Or the ads where you accidentally hover over them and they take over the entire screen. Those are so annoying. Suggested friends slash Twitter accounts to follow. I don't have a problem with that. No, most of the... Their algorithms are... I mean, it's it's the same kind of stuff with Netflix suggested things to watch. I haven't had a problem with the Twitter suggestions of who to follow. And my Facebook, I... Yeah, screw this guy. <laughs> my Facebook, if they're in my email, I will follow them on Facebook. Because most likely I had some form of contact with them. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I don't pay attention. Poorly targeted advertisements. Who pays attention to the ads anyways? I find them kind of funny on Facebook Wait, sometimes. So on, on, hang on. You're telling me number five is poorly targeted ads? Yeah. When number three was complaining about the cookies that allow them to better target the ads? I don't want you to know what I'm doing, but man, I really hate it when you try and advertise something that I really don't care about. Right. I'm seeing problems with this list, Andy. <laughs> okay, let's see what my Facebook ads are, are right now. Nope. Eat Subway for breakfast. Did you like Subway on Facebook, Andy? I did like Subway on Facebook. That's why I'm getting it. Okay. That's that's the only ad I have on the right side of my Facebook page. So, yep. Um, let's Asking to publish on Facebook everything one buys, eats, or comments about. Facebook spam. That yeah, especially I can, the I can get behind that. Some of the Facebook games where they don't say you're a hundred percent like they have a little bar on the top that says okay your app is installed you've liked it this that and the other thing and the last two 
are like publish and subscribe or something like that. And you're just like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to subject my Facebook friends. At the same time, it drives popularity behind things, right? If we had a like Facebook button next to the episode, then anyone who goes to our page, I like this on Facebook. And then it's free advertising. Yes, but Dave, would you really want to know when I reach level 27 in the Facebook game? No. Or level 10 in the CSI Facebook game? No. Yeah, that was the one with all you the great... CSI Facebook There's game. a CSI Facebook no, game. No, no, no. Not that there is one. That you're playing one. Yes. It, it, they do kind of look like brats. Mm. But they're the CSI people. And number eight. What was number eight? Sites that autoplay audio and video. Andy... I didn't mean to accidentally put a link on here that autoplays videos. Which one was that? Uh, I don't know. I think I closed it. Because <laughs> it was autoplaying video. Sorry. Oh, it was the 500k gamer score one, I think. Ah. I don't know. I'm loading that one again. I love how yeah. the, the game he used... Ah! Ah! <laughs> it was ah. the 500k gamer score one. <laughs> Sites that autoplay video and audio. Oh. Yeah, you deserve it. You're <laughs> ready. Click on this link. What? Boom. <laughs> headshot. Never so, want to give you up. Speaking of headshots, TF2. Yeah. Hats. The, the man economy uh, was started up just two weeks ago. And the five people who basically won the contest to get the first items into the game. Mm hmm. Um, received their royalty checks for the first two weeks of sales. The checks ranged from $39,000 to $47,000. That's a lot of money. For two weeks for creating hats. Somebody created a Fez hat for the spy and basically earned $47,000. What's really great is the um, they were going to deposit them directly into PayPal. That's how they set it up in advance. And these amounts were too high for PayPal. So two of the guys said, I'll just fly to Seattle to pick up the check. I can do that, no problem. Which I'm thinking if I have a chance of getting a $47,000 check. I'd fly to Seattle too? Yeah, I'd pay the $300 to fly to Seattle. 300 if you're lucky, man. Remember, I'm the one who's flown to Seattle. <laughs> okay, let's see what it would be for Kayak to fly to Seattle from Detroit right now. I think I still have that on my search history. Well, it depends how far. I mean, are you looking to buy a flight tomorrow or yes. in three months? Tomorrow. It's if gonna I was going to go to dollars, going to Seattle, Washington, leaving not this November sixth. Tomorrow is the twenty fourth, and I'm returning the twenty fifth. One traveler. Dollars. You're saying six hundred. I'm saying four hundred. Right now, it looks like the best rate is actually $474. With how many stops? It's still loading. Hold on. And I'd like to point out that's got to be before all the extra fees and charges. Oh, you're right. After, after taxes, $552. So, closer to $600 to yep. fly to Seattle. Only two seats remain, too. <laughs> there's another one. There's no way that's a direct flight. No. No, yes. Yes, it is a direct flight. It's a direct from Detroit to Seattle? Uh, or is that one mean? Oh, that's never mind. One stop. In uh, Phoenix or Details. In? Departs Douglas. 
Where the hell is Douglas? What's the airport code? CLT. I don't know. My internet's acting up again. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> CLT. Douglas so- Airport for Charlotte. Wait, so you dr- fly down to Charlotte? Yeah. To fly over? That's... Andy, when I flew, I flew all the way out to Phoenix to fly up to Seattle. Yeah, but flying out to Charlotte, North Carolina to fly to Seattle? Yep. That's a little more out of the way. A little bit, but what are you going to do? <laughs> but yeah, but... So, um, if those of you think you have the chops to um, create your own TF2 items and put them up on the chopping block, and hopefully you might, too, get a thirty to $40,000 check, um, I'd, it's wow. like tf2.com slash create or something like that. I think it's oh. in the press release. Uh, teamfortress.com slash contribute where it will give you all the requirements for your items and give you the suggestions and tips and that sort of stuff. What Granted, sort of I haven't played requirements do they have? Well, they must be certain... Oh, size. File shape. size. Color, actually. It says, oh, if it's going to be a team color, this color, this color. And they actually mm-hmm. give you a swatch of the colors to use. Nice. So they do provide a lot. Yeah. You just have to be good in creating stuff in source. And 3D models and everything. Maya. Maya? Would probably be the program that most of them use. Um, things that I always use, Goog411, because I don't have the data plan on my phone. Goog411 is a fantastic little service. For those of you who never used it, if you dial 1-800-GOOG, G-O-O-G, 411. Which is to say 1-800, what was it, 4664411? I think so. Yeah, 4664411. Yeah, it's on it's on the dial pad on your phone, Dave. I know that because I'm just about to do the same exact thing on mine. Yep, four six six four one one. Sorry, four six six four four one one. G O O G four one one. Yeah. Um you could actually input the name or the type of place and then your city and it will give, basically do a Google search for you. Mm-hmm. And it will give you back the results and they can give you the address, they can directly connect you to the phone line hours sometimes. Um, it's was started back in 2007. I've been using it since then. Now it's going to go away. Well, there's just no ad revenue from it. Yeah, there really isn't any ad revenue, no. is there? There's. I mean, thanks for using Goog411. Why not try? Like, oh, you searched for this place. Why not try this place instead? No, see, they, they can't do that. No. So um, they are basically shutting it down and Cherking the resources into speech, enabling the next generation of services across a multitude of languages. Android. Yeah. Which, the phones have yeah. an okay text-to-speech sort of search. Speech-to-text. Well, yes. They go. also have a text-to-speech for yes. your phone. Um, but you can still, if you just text Google with the name and location of the business, so if you just text it to Google. Really? Yeah. Four six six four five three Google. If you text text to that number, yeah, it'll text back the phone number. It will text you with the information that basically you can get. Cool. And then you can also you connect through them through Gmail too. So 
But that it basically takes Google four one one and turns it into text messaging. Yeah. So which isn't quite as cool as Google four one one. But it's still something yeah. in case you're stuck in the middle of nowhere and don't have a data plan. Like Andy. Hey man, enough places have free Wi Fi now. I really don't Yeah. It's pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah. Because we had to find a doctor's office or something like that. I'm like, um, we'll just go to McDonald's. It's right down the road. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next? Um, problems with the Creative Commons license. It was a radio station in CBC that also put out a podcast um, that they had banned from using Creative Commons licensed music on the podcast. Why? Um, because... Originally, they said that it was uh, they people originally thought it was because of contract restrictions, saying that okay, you guys aren't allowed to use Creative Commons license due to the contracts with the other music-based like okay, ASCAP so like and that sort of stuff. Yeah, saying like because you have a contract with us, you can't use Creative Commons. Yes, the, you can't use music, but that that's not the case. Okay, the current case is saying that. Um, CNC licensed works carry restrictions on commercial use and that some podcasts have a commercial component. So that's why they were not allowed to use them in the podcast is because their podcast had was supposed to be making money of some kind. Ah. And so the creative, even though there is a stipulation in the creative common license for music that actually is allowed to be used for a commercial purpose. Uh huh. So if they choose that part of the license, yes. The idea of Creative Commons is that it's kind of an a la carte licensing. Yeah. So they kind of just saw it and went, wait a second, this is not for commercial use. So we're just going to say no to everything, even though the Creative Commons guys are like, um, did you see these over here, the ones that you, you can you use? You can use these. Yeah. So. So bazooka for a mosquito? Yeah. Okay. Go Canada. Woo! Hey. Mega Man Deathmatch. Okay. Mega Man 8-bit deathmatch. How does that work? Because it's a side-scroller. It's not. It's not? It's not. Okay. Mega Man 8-bit deathmatch is a mod for Doom. Where everybody is... 8-bit. And a Mega Man character. But they're 3D. Yes. I'm just waiting for this page to load so I can actually see what this looks like, because this is not making sense in my head. It's really cool. (laughs) Come on, Kotaku! Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm kind of at a loss as to how to describe this. <laughs> I would say, hey, check out the link. Hey, my internet's working. I don't know what's wrong with yours. Well, let's see if your internet is actually, oh, Asimov's back up again. Connect! Connect! It looks kind of like Minecraft as far as graphics. 8-bit 3D. Oh God! If anybody else talks about Minecraft, I know, I'm I'm not. I'm glad that tried to take down Minecraft. We probably should talk about that, shouldn't we? What? The DDoS attack against Minecraft against a game? Yeah, saying we demand more content, and until you provide it, we're going to deny access to your site and your revenue stream. <laughs> they they we- said that like. In an email, like, we are responsible for this. It's because you've been promising updates and haven't delivered. So we're going to cut off your revenue by preventing other people from coming to your site and purchasing the game. We want to play more, so therefore... 
you don't get to make money until you've provided us with stuff. <laughs> it seems very backwards to me. Yeah, it's also a crime. Well, yes, most DDoS is a crime. Has it loaded yet? Yes. Okay. Oh, I have to play the... <laughs> no... <laughs> That video also doesn't actually show you the gameplay. Ow! <laughs> Ow! And he just broke his ears. I'm like, turn down the volume and it's already down on my ears and it's still... Andy broke his ears. Oh, I'm afraid to play the next video. Don't play the video, just go to screwattack.com slash blogs slash cutman mike's blog whatever the link is on the kotaku link well i'm watching an actual gameplay video okay. that seems so weird that they're all basically 2d sprites yeah in a 3d environment but it's mega man there what is with this whole 8-bit re-revolution going on um i i think it's mostly nostalgia is there nothing good going on anymore there's plenty. So Fallout just, New Vegas. Assassin's Creed is Assassin's coming out next month. Creed, Halo Reach. But people There's are like, oh my god, Minecraft person. Eight bits. Mega Man. Eight bits. It's I thought you didn't want anyone to bring up Minecraft anymore. It's hard to because it's the thing you can easily put on a pedestal to point out what is going on with all these people and their Obsession with the basically 1980s it's, over again. Well, it, no, it's not an obsession with the 1980s. It's that some of the games that are coming out in 8-bit, like the... the Oh, God, I don't remember what it was called. It was in the PAX 10. Oh, the uh, Retro City Rampage? Yeah. that was That's more of like an artistic decision. You know, it's like doing a painting using only three colors. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Rose-colored glasses. Oh, Kate, Kate just made a very good point about how everyone's childhood is idealized. It's kind of funny because I was actually going to put an, uh, a link on the article here where people were actually pointing out that games back when they first came out in the '80s were actually a lot more expensive than people remembered. They were actually oh, yeah. more expensive than they are now. Oh yeah, games they were like ninety hundred dollars a yeah. game. But, like there was one for the. the they were also of- significantly harder. Oh, God. Trying to play the original Super Mario now? No saves. <laughs> you, you can't do it. What's, what's that? You want to pause and walk away from the game? Okay, but if your power resets, not my fault. <laughs> if it freezes while well, it's paused, we actually to be you. We actually did that at one point with uh, SimCity, with my brothers on, their, on the... I think it was it might have been on the NES. I'm not exactly sure, but Sim City. Yeah, on the NES. Yeah. Oh, okay. You also, I think if you get like a million people, you get like a statue of Mario in your town or something like nice. that. Nice. But we actually just left it running, just hoping because we needed some more money. We're like, well, if we just leave it running overnight, we might be. And then we find out there was like an earthquake followed by a tornado <laughs> and a wildfire that happened. Oops. So every we just wake up and then just it's nothing. All gone. Yeah. Yeah. No save states. Nope. Zelda was closed with save states. The first one? Yeah. Were there save states in the first one? 
I know you had the different profiles on there. I didn't. Maybe. No, I were there profiles? In the, I know there were profiles in the second one. No, because there's. States. If your profile's in the first one, you put Zelda in. That, that would was the put second you in. One that was the Adventures of Link. That was. I thought that was in the original Legends of Zelda, where you could put the name in and get into the second half of the game right away. Oh, maybe you could. I don't know. These games I have not played in forever. 15 years, at least. The, at least for me. The NES oh, is... Now, si- I'm, I, now that I have a phone that's you know of semi-decent quality, I was thinking of downloading a, a NES emulator. You probably could. I know you can. They are out there. They just cost money. <laughs> I like my free apps. It's kind of funny to think of like, all these advanced games, and I'm on my phone playing Backgammon, and Euchre, and Dominoes. Angry Birds and Moncala. I was, I could not figure out Angry Birds. What do you mean you couldn't figure out Angry Birds? Well, it, I couldn't figure out how to get more than one star. You get a higher score. Yeah. And you how don't do you get use do you, all your birds? How do you get the golden eggs? Those I don't know. You just have to keep playing. <laughs> I got it's, one of them. It's, it's a really cool level. There's one where you get in the credits. A golden egg from the yeah. credits? Yeah. Huh? Just look, just go into the start of the game and the, the info on the left side, you just scroll up through the credits. And you'll get a golden egg? Yeah. Oh, so they're hidden. They're Easter eggs, the way they should be. Oh. Why did these birds need a catapult anyway? That's what I was thinking about. I'm like, these it's are not birds. not a catapult, it's a slingshot. Okay, so a sling... <laughs> it's basically just a giant catapult. No! Okay, so why do the birds need a slingshot anyway? They're birds. They can fly. These not these birds are going in blood. Have you bl- seen how fat these birds are? <laughs> they are going in blood. Ballistic, ballistic trajectories. Yes, they're very fat birds. They have I'm not tiny sure wings. They have the capability of flight. They're just like bowling balls. They have the balls. capability of splitting themselves into three duplet, three exact copies of themselves. The birds. They have the power of increasing their speed magically. I haven't gotten to that one yet. That's the yellow bird. Oh. They have the power of exploding. That would be really good on some of those earlier levels, but yeah. I just... What, you get a, a black bird, and it's actually a bomb. Black bird in the... Da-da-na. Then you get the white bird, which drops an egg. The egg explodes as a bomb. <laughs> so it's basically like a bomber bird? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, speaking of phones, Twitter... No one cares what people say on Twitter. Yeah, about... Um, crowd, I can't get it to load again. Dave! Uh, 71% of all tweets have no reaction. Yeah. Which is not necessarily true. You can reply to it without an at reply. For instance, conversations. Uh, there there was one not too long ago. Remember when we had Eli on? Yeah. We talked about the uh, Twitter conversation that they had had? Yeah. The hashtag... Hashtag could work, yeah. Hashtag conversations would count as that 71%. Okay. So, minus hashtags, it's still 71% do not have an actual direct reply back to the person who wrote it. Well, 77%. Okay. Because 6% have uh, retweets. Ah. And most of the retweets are done within the first hour. 92% happen within the first hour. If I remember also correctly during that list, most tweets do not get past a third level. So somebody would say something, somebody would respond back to them, and somebody would respond back to them, and basically that's where it ends on yep. Twitter. 
There's not a – Well, because if you need anything more than that, Twitter is not the media to do it in. You no. take it to an IM. Twitter for me is basically just like my email, which is basically just like a news feed <laughs> that I may or may not be able to interact with people on. <laughs> I'm just wondering where these people are getting the time to analyze this stuff. Who is paying them to sit there and analyze this? I have no – Because I'd like to do that. <laughs> I'd like to get paid to sit there and analyze this information. Very much so. By the way, the internet just crapped out again. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, we should be approaching critical time. Well, uh, okay. Anything else on here that you posted on there? Since I, You know what? I'm good, and, and the stuff we haven't gotten to, people can find. Uh, janitors with PhD? 5,000 janitors with PhDs? In the U.S. Wow. Uh, it's... It brings into a uh, brings into question a very important topic to me, which is: Is it worth going to college? Granted, especially when you see some of the most the major people now who have the big money, like Amazon money, Facebook money, Google money. Is it worth it at this point to go to college? And it turns out, Apple money, for goodness' sake. Steve Jobs left. Didn't Bill Gates leave too? Bill Gates dropped out of college. Steve Jobs, I don't think, ever went to college. Amazon dropped out of college. Facebook dropped out of college. Most of the Google guys, I think they did graduate, though. Yeah, the Google guys graduated from U of M. Yeah. Right. So, so it brings into the question that college is worth it. Which actually has been brought up many, many times, especially with the cost of college rising. Right. So an interesting thought. Um, Games for Windows got basically a new re-release again. This time, it looks a lot like Steam. If you look at the um, basically the screenshots of it, you'll kind of think you're looking at Steam. It even has that same dark color scheme to it. But it's not Steam. No, it's not Steam. It's just... They're just trying to pretend that they're Steam. <laughs> they're like, hey, if we can't beat Steam, we might as well try and look like them and... Copy maybe- them copy them and maybe we'll get the steam money steam has hit 30 million people though yeah steam is, uh, wow 30 million people and this is their umpte- i think it's their fourth or fifth year in a row it's in the article where they have actually gotten more than 100 percent gain over the previous year they're i don't know if that is sustainable i mean just there aren't that many people playing games yeah Valve says this puts Steam on track for a sixth straight year of realizing over 100% year-over-year growth in sales. Wow. <laughs> well, if they, hey, if they do that summer sale extravaganza every year. The holiday year, sale extravaganza. Oh the New Year's sale extravaganza. I still have games from Steam that I bought during that sale that I haven't played. Because that sale was crazy. Yeah, like 75 to 90% off. Yeah. They have over 1,200 games on Steam now. I love this one tidbit. The ability, the, the throughput of Steam is actually has the ability to run at 400 gigabits per second. Enough bandwidth to ship a digitalized version of the Oxford English Dictionary 92.6 times per second. <laughs> That's kind of cool. That's a big pipe. Yeah. So yeah, Steam is big. Games for Windows is trying to follow it. NPD says... Um, no more numbers. Yeah. Andy cries, I jump for joy. They still have a top ten list, but they're saying basically like we have to protect what we're trying to sell these people rather right. than just putting it all out there. So they've been trying to fight the fire on their own personal blog. Which makes sense. 
So it's a little disappointing, but it makes sense. Plus, I love this. Um, so while the monthly point of sales reporting still represents a morality, uh, no, that's not the right line. Um, since new physical sales at retail have been down for some months now, the news that the industry is beleaguered has been widely covered and has caused unnecessary angst for many. We don't want to put out the numbers because it makes too many people unhappy. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So that's that's the uh, um The numbers were Andy's pride and joy every month. Mm-hmm. He loved them. How I could still you give you the top ten numbers for sales across all platforms from September. I think we're good. You sure? Yeah. Because there's Halo Reach, there's Madden, Dead Rising Two. Andy. There's a Kingdom Hearts game? Andy. Focus. Oh, okay. And Modern Warfare Two is still Stop. in the top ten. No. Stop. Good. Random t- uh, our games. Our games. Crap, I forgot to look up. Did we do God, Civ last time? Maybe. I know we did. I should have. This is why I needed to get the thing and set up. Games before. I've played a lot of. What's this 174 next to? That was episode 174. Okay. That's what I was going to start putting the episode numbers of when we covered them. Ah. Okay. Well, then the next one is the Civ series for both okay. of us. Oh, Civ. Have you played the demo of 5? I have played the demo of 5. Have you bought 5 yet? No, I have not bought 5 yet. Why have you not bought 5 yet? Because I don't like it. I know. It's it's surprising. The amount of time that I spent on Civ 3 and the amount of time I spent on Civ 4 and the expansion packs for Civ 4, all three of them. Mm-hmm. I even tried out Colonization. Two expansion picks. Beyond the... Warlords Beyond the Sword. Oh, and the third one is Colonization. That's not really an expansion. No, but... It, it was a rewrite. Yeah. I even tried out Colonization. And those I was fine with. This new one, I just... It's not gelling with me, right? It just seems like the visuals are getting in the way of the gameplay. Then play it on DirectX 9. I could. I do. It boosts performance through the roof. Well, no. I. It's just the... I've been so ingrained in the Civ 4 rules... It's yeah no that was definitely a, a barrier is that you're you're so used to Civ four that it's hard to step back and move to the next one. But and if you think back many years, there was that same difficulty jumping from Civ two to Civ three, from Civ three to Civ four. There was a part in the manual of Civ three, and there was also I I have to double check to see if this was in the Civ four manual where they talked about. What are the changes? What can you not do from this game, or from the last game, in this game? They, it was a, literally a section of the manual that says, major changes from the previous version of Civ. Mm-hmm. And they listed, like, okay, this is how it grows now, this is how it goes now, and this is how it goes now. This is, that would be most of the manual this time. <laughs> yeah. This, it's just... They are rather sweeping changes. Oh, and the, the city-states and everything, it's... I've tried, I was playing... For the 100 turns that I get in the demo, mm-hmm. I was playing on the easiest mode, and somehow I was getting beat by the AI. Mm-hmm. That never happened to me at any point in the oh, easy mode. that always happened to me in, in, Civ 3, in Civ 3 and 4 until about my 5th or 6th game in. I'd get creamed by the AI. I have played the demo, I, I think, about four times now, and I am still just not... Especially the point where I realized that I don't need a ship to actually ferry these guys around. Mm-hmm. I like that change. That's fantastic. However, that they're, they're still incredibly vulnerable. Yes. You could lose your entire army 
because of a Navy. I mean, it finally brings the Navy into the game. Rather than just be a transport vehicle until right. you get airports and the, then you can just – And then you ignore the Navy completely. Yeah. Yeah, no, now you actually do need a Navy. There aren't transport ships anymore. You have to protect your troops. And then I always have to keep on remembering that the movement um, scales when you're around other enemy units, where it just drops down to you can only move one tile at all. Yep. But that's that's going back to Civ 1? You see, I didn't get into Civ until Civ 3. Or Civ, No, Civ 2. Okay, yeah. Civ 1 and 2 both had that, where if, if you were adjacent to enemy cities or units, uh, your movement was limited. Yeah. God, that one more turn thing though with Civ. There are many times where you just bad, isn't it? Yeah, where you'd sit there and be like, "Oh crap, where did the last three hours disappear to?" <laughs> oh wait, by the time you'd realize, "Oh, it's five o'clock. I'm about to die. F it all to hell. Send out the nukes. Send out the nuclear missiles." I, you know, so I'm I'm playing in the little bit of free time I eke out. I have been playing it. And I've been playing as Elizabeth in England, and Gandhi is my neighbor. Gandhi is very touchy. If you are aggressive, not at him. Just in general? Just in general, you lose favor with him. Oh! Well I that... think, like, I'm on the other side of the world fighting someone else in a, you know, because the city-state said, oh, can you protect us? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And Gandhi comes and says, like, you're being aggressive. I don't like that. No more open borders. <laughs> I turned to like, fuck you. Oh, the city states are just uh, demanding little sons of bitches. Yeah, and then the ability to buy territories with money mm-hmm. rather than just waiting for them to expand on their own. Well, but it's just another possible use for money then. <sighs> yeah, and the. You can go the culture route and let them expand on their own. They still do it. And I still haven't figured out the whole great leader points and that sort of stuff. It's There's a lot of stuff in this. Right, but that's what you have to do with a Civ game is you, you just start, do what you can, you learn a little bit, you go back, you start again, you learn a little bit more, you play through, you go back, you've learned a little more, you play through. Yeah. I didn't, in Civ 4, I didn't know about how to actually control great leader points until like my seventh time through Civ 3 I was golden if I was Germany and I get the Panzers game over yeah Civ 4 with you you and the freaking religions oh yeah you had you had the intro game down yeah oh I knew exactly what what uh person what you had to be either Isabella or or the Aztec I do believe it's the other one the Aztecs or the Russians and you reassign your first resource. You have to be careful where you build your first city. You reassign your first resource so that you're getting more money because that gets translated through the taxes into science. Ah. And so you, you immediately start. You grab all the religions. Uh, sometimes you, you have to skip the first one. You skip Buddhism. Yeah, because some of them have them right off and the... Yeah, no, but it's just depending on your money situation, the computer yeah. will beat you to it. Uh, so you skip Buddhism, you just go straight for Hinduism to Judaism to Christianity. You build the oracle, and that can you give get you divine yep. right, which gives you Islam. And then, yeah, by the end of the game, I had like six of the seven religions. And by that point, every city wants religion in it, and so you can see exactly what's going on basically all over the board. Yep. Oh, 
I might have to just try playing the demo for Civ Five again to see if I can just finally just give it a try and ignore some of the the heavier elements. Ignore the great people for a little bit. You get them. That's cool. It's like a little bonus. Well, it's also the fact that you can still build workers and gain grain. Mm-hmm. That one's still new to me. I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh crap, I can't build a worker yet because I still need to advance the city. But I can still do that while building right. workers. It's settlers food no longer converts over. Yeah, settlers on the other hand is still converts all the way over. Yep. And trying to figure out where to build cities now because before it was all about the fat cross. Right. But now it's. It's not because you can Whatever literally, you want. yeah, you can just build the city however you want. If you want to just reach all the way out to like I think about four spots away to grab just a resource. Yep. I basically at one one point of the game built a fence city, just just put the city there and then just built out two sides so directly you, across just to block nice. them off. Very nice. Oh, all Civ. right. So random topic. Yes. Um, this will be a fast one. This is a Hans question. You, you, we we you do appreciate the, yes. the random topics from, from Hans. And he's he said, he's actually told me that he's got a list that he is still pulling from. Other people need to start sending us some because we got to get out of these. <laughs> what is your dream pinup computer you would put on the ceiling over your bed? I'm going to go ahead and assume he's talking about a picture. Because I don't want to put any computer above my head somehow attached head to my bed. Above your bed. Okay. Which you hopefully would be in your bed at some point. Yeah, I... I, And so you would have a computer dangling over your head? No. The only picture of a computer I'd want above my bed, and I don't even really want it, it's like if I were forced to, at gunpoint, put a poster of a computer above my bed, either ENIAC or the Cray XMPs. Okay, the Crays I could actually... Those are very... Those are aesthetically pleasing computers. Most of the time, though, is computers is... You it's have, a box. It's a black box. It's a silver box. A black box. Yeah. Black, silver. It's no or ENIAC for the uh, historical perspective. Now, some of the computer parts. No. Not even like some of the no. more advanced coolers. No. Some of the. No. Even some of the modded computer cases, maybe. No. No, you're not a big case modding fan. No. No. So you, you don't care what it looks like as long uh, no, as no. I mean they they can look fine, but it's I, I wouldn't put it above my bed. You're not more you more a person of what the computer will do rather than what the computer looks like. Function over form. So you wouldn't care about the guy who basically created a Millennium Falcon looking computer. That it, it actually was pretty cool. But the case mods at PAX, you were no. I, I walked through and I'm like, that's a cool mod. That's a cool mod. That's gorgeous. That's fantastic. But I wouldn't put them over my bed. You wouldn't frame them as no. art? Well, they, they are art, but I, I, it's not art that I care for over my bed. So you wouldn't... Why are you pushing me on this, Andy? I'm somewhat plain devil's advocate on this. I just feel like... Uh-huh. Since you are stout against it, I feel like I should try and I see. So you just it. want to take up a contrary position? Yes. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I have the whole skit going through my head. Yes! <laughs> All right. Oh. And with that, damn you, Dave, and your Monty Python references. You know my weak link. Damn you.